0: 33 motherfuckers. Oh, it's so good. 33 is such a special number. That's when Jesus died. (laughs) That's what they say, right? 33? is not the perfect number. Three and three.
1: And that's also when hobbits (laughs) come of age, right? Yes, hobbits.
0: Proto was of age at 33, and Bilbo ran off and did his thing. Yeah. Yeah, 33. Good number. That's where we're at. And today we're gonna, we're gonna talk about all things concepts. So, uh, yeah. Pour yourself a drink right now. We're drinking rum and, um, sparkling water because fuck sugar. I'm not trying to deal with sugar. So we got some fucking. (laughs) Nice. Fuck sugar, man. Sugar's a bitch. Yeah.
1: It, (laughs) you've heard that if the FDA, uh, if it were coming up for review, like, yeah, um, today. Yeah. It, would, it would be denied.
0: Oh, my God. Sugar would?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, the amount of sugar
0: they allow, and then we just drink or eat. The amount of sugar we eat is like four times the allowed. What we need. Right. Totally. Yeah. So, fuck sugar. We got some rum. We got some sugar-free coconut water. It doesn't taste that great. It's it's a little strong.
1: Well, it's, more, it's more rum than, it's than more sparkling. Than
0: <laughs> yes, yes. The sugar hides it, right? <laughs> I think so. So that's what we're doing in episode 32? Fuck. 33. That's 33. Right. The special number. Come on. Come on. Pull yourself together, Matt. And we're going to do concepts as we promised. But uh, what kind of room do we got? We got sailor, Jerry. Just some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Regular, cheap.
1: Yeah, it's not really very smooth. Maybe no. that's because it's so strong. But... No, I think it's, it's just, it's okay. not, what was that first one we had, Apple? Oh, no, Apple we Sun? had Appleton.
0: Appleton. Yeah, we had a, a brand of, uh, uh, a type of Appleton, and they have a bunch of different. That was super yummy. Super smooth, smooth. Super good. And then we went Bacardi, and it was okay. It was fine. Perfect mixer. And now we got some Sailor Jerry, and it's like, oh, shit.
1: I think it might taste shit. better if it was cola.
0: Maybe. Yeah, we went the LaCroix. LaCroix is like watered down bullshit, but it's good. No sugar, so fuck it.
1: Oh, is it actually coconut water?
0: It's coconut uh, sparkling water, but there's no anything. It's like essence of coconut.
1: It, yeah, it doesn't even list coconut in the ingredients.
0: I'm sure it doesn't, to be honest with you. This is like, it, you know what it tastes like? <laughs> it tastes like second drink. Like, if you let you drink at the bar, dissolve, you drink it. Oh,
1: when the ice melts? And the
0: ice melts, yeah. and then you drink it, and like, okay, yeah. it's essence of something. <laughs> That's what LaCroix is. It's um. essence.
1: <laughs> I like it, though. I think it's refreshing. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it, it doesn't taste especially good. No. If or... it means I'm not
0: drinking sugar, I'll yeah. take it. Fuck it.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, you make that trade-off.
0: Yeah. Totally. And today we're going to talk about concepts, as we promised. So, yeah, concepts. What do we mean by concepts? Um, you know what I was thinking about when we first decided to uh, talk about concepts as an hour-long episode? <laughs> I was thinking, you know what? Every time we talk about God, we it's a concept. Yeah.
1: And that's huge. Because nobody is actually pointing at
0: God. It's Right? It's huge. It's your God concept. When you say God, you mean your God concept. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a fucking like mind blower. Mm-hmm. Right? If you think about it, when you say God, you don't mean God. You mean your theology, which is fine. We all right. do. It's just take a step back and realize the
2: implications of that
1: right i mean i'm not I'm not getting mad at you <laughs> I'm not getting mad at at your God it's oh, like sorry, okay, let me step back step i'm back. not always step back <clears throat> I'm getting mad at you because of your theology, which is a concept, not which is a concept not not because you actually worship this kind of God, I mean, I'm not attacking your God, I'm attacking your idea of God.
0: Mm. Which is what makes me annoyed is that you don't realize when you say God, you realize a concept of God. That's what annoys me. Is that when people say God, typically evangelical Christians, they mean God. And they could never realize when they say God, they mean their concept of God. That's what annoys me. And when I say God, I realize no matter what I say about God, it's an analogy, it's a concept. It's not actually God. It's my best understanding of God, and it's probably not right. It can be more right than not right, but it's never right.
1: I think that might just come from you know, deism. If if you Maybe. think of of God, you know, more like Thor.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: then it's it's much easier to think that. Well, it's more than Thor is more than a concept. I mean, that he he's small enough, you know more, he's discreet enough, if that's the right word. Sure. That, uh, you know, it's easier to do that Then
0: <sighs> I just wish people realized that. That's my issue.
1: Just because they're being ignorant or for some other reason?
0: Well, it's funny because people, when they say God, it's like there's two, con- there's two parts to it. They're being ignorant of the fact that when they're saying God, they mean a God concept. And they're arrogant to think that when they say God, it's God. So, for instance, when I even say love is God or God is love, and that's an analogy we can use, I still think that's a concept that I, that I derive. When I say love, that's not actually love. It's my understanding of love based on what I've experienced with regards to my wife, my daughter, the people that even are my enemies and how do I quote unquote love them as a concept in the real world. Yeah. which is the reality. And then I try to talk about it, which is the concept. And so I would say every time we say something, it's a concept.
1: Right. People, people aren't being Buddhist enough. I mean, no, that's, that's part of, uh, achieving nirvana is you, mm-hmm. uh, you're not deceived anymore that, um, right that concepts, you know, Concepts and the, and the actual thing are, you know, the same thing. No, your your concepts are different from right. how it actually exists. How this thing actually exists yes, in reality. Yes.
0: And even the most, like, real, relational, real way. If I told my daughter, I love you, that is a concept, a representation, an analogy of the actual act of loving the person. Yeah. yeah. Which might look differently depending on the relationship. So even when I say... I love you, or she says, I love you, it's only pointing at the actual thing that we do together called love. So if you make it theological, if you say God is, or I God, whatever the thing is, I worship God, I love God, blah, blah, blah. It only points at, it's an analogy for the thing we say, G-O-D.
1: Right. And I think we're all pretty much on the same page. Uh, well, to some extent, at least. I think we, we, we all know what we're pointing at. We all know. I think I'm pretty sure I know what you mean when you're talking about love. Because, you know, I've experienced, you know, what I would call love in this world. And, I don't right. know, seems to have the same effect right. on both you and I.
0: Right. But <clears throat> when we talk about it, we're both acknowledging that you are pointing and I'm in pointing. And it might point, okay... I can see, like, let's let's point at something. Uh-huh. Even across the table, you point at this tree, which is 12 feet from us. You point at a different angle than I point at.
2: Mm-hmm. And there you can go. we both
0: point at that thing called the tree, or if we want to make an analogy, toward God. But we point at it at a slightly different angle.
1: Right. So I'll see, you know, a little bit more, perhaps, on the right side of the tree. Yeah. You'll see more on the left. Right but we can see how you know our ideas are congruent they go together
0: right they're of the same tree right um, but we also realize that we're pointing that's the that big too. thing yeah this is the problem i have with um fu- any fundamentalism especially i mean given the context i grew up in you grew up in a more fundamentalist <laughs> religion thinking that conflating when we say god we mean this is god <laughs> Not realizing that when we say God, it's our theology pointing toward the actual God. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is where I pe- I think people uh, make a mistake, a big mistake.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's it's like a uh, error of a kind. I mean, there there's you're still these people are still still deceived. They haven't achieved nirvana. They don't. Sure. Um. They don't. It takes. Like an added level of thinking to understand that right, totally, and I don't know, I think people have to be zapped in some way, to maybe <laughs> maybe to get from this lower level of deism, whatever um to a point where you lose your your deism and God yeah. becomes you know of a different kind
0: of a different kind, yeah, is it a zapping? I don't know what it is, yeah, it might be a zap, that might be the best way. <laughs>
1: Or I maybe just describe it. I don't know. And maybe some people just aren't born with that potential. Like, I think everybody has to go through a type of deism, I think. I mean, even if they outgrow it when they're yeah. seven or something. It, it seems does, like a step along the way.
0: It does seem like a default deism does seem like a default position. So, if you're...
1: All I know is that's how I started out. That's how I started
0: out. It's how a lot of people started out. Totally.
1: Maybe not over in India. Maybe.
0: Perhaps. I don't know. I feel like they're more spiritually advanced. Maybe. They have have some issues, too. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I can only mainly speak to our issues (laughs) in the West, specifically America.
1: Well, it's like, Germans are good at making cars. Indian people are good at understanding reality. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) For
0: the most part, yeah. More (laughs) often than not. I don't don't know. I feel like people do... um, This is what I was thinking when... um, To go back to Kanye, I listen to a lot of hip-hop, and I've listened to Kanye for a long time. And now he became a Christian. But it's just interesting that the Christianity he became, or he like lined up with, is the deist sort of belief and a very evangelical fundamentalist version of Christianity. And it's just like, he's now speaking to Christianity as if this metaphysical understanding of God is what it means to be God. And you're so like new to learning about these things that you just assume that God is like, God is <laughs> God is like the biggest, baddest thing in the universe rather yeah. than completely transcending mm-hmm. the, the existence. It's like a Thor times a million versus something that is qualitatively different than Thor could ever be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
1: That yeah. Makes sense. And, well, the two kind of seem to, to go together. I mean, a fundament, fundamentalist, he puts a lot of... The words on the page are very important. The, those specific words on the page, you know, that could be, you know, you're standing for, like, God, I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't know. They're
0: incantational.
2: <laughs>
1: there you go. Yeah. I guess I'm saying I don't see a fundamental difference between, you know, thinking Thor is real. Um, yeah. That God exists in that kind of way, and and uh, infallibilism uh, yeah. of the Bible. I mean, Sure. yeah,
0: it's just it's it's interesting that's a, that's our default when we become people of quote unquote faith. We become deistic, Man. and then it takes time to transition to understand that deism is a concept versus. I mean, to realize that, and then be able to still say, "I'm a person of faith." And I reject theism. There's a, uh, is learning curve <laughs> the right, uh, phrase? There's uh, a learning curve between, yeah. it seems where most, most people start out and getting to a, maybe what Buddhists would call a middle way. I don't, I
1: don't know. But <clears throat> what, what do you mean by learning curve?
0: Just that it takes time to process what you're saying about God and realize that what you're saying about God is a concept and just to get to the place where you start as a person who, let's say the person of faith starts trying to think non-dually, it takes years and a lot of angst Mm -hmm. (laughs) to realize actually thinking non-dually is quite a leap. Like, Like, if the person who just comes to the Christian faith is like, okay, this is the answer. This is what Jesus is like. This is what God is like. To take that step from, like, screw the whole thing to God or Jesus or, you know, whatever that faith may be is a step. And then to take that step between what I say is God or Jesus is a pointer toward what is actually God, that's another step. And that takes... I'm not going to say it takes years because I don't want to import my experience into other people's lives, but it takes, it takes some trial and I'm going to guess error to realize what I say about God is not God. It's a theology. Everything is a theology. God is never what I say. God is Buddha is never what I say. Buddha is, it's a pointer toward Buddha.
1: Or maybe, um, I I might put it
0: put it differently. <laughs> I dare you. Crap. <laughs> what were we talking
1: about? <laughs> Damn it!
0: The difference between saying what God is and and a pointer toward God.
1: Okay, it's concepts are wrong in the sense that they're incomplete. It's not like what we're saying about this object is wrong. It's just right. incomplete. Yeah. Um. There you go. And, you know, don't conflate one with the other.
2: There you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's totally right. It's not that our theology is wrong or it's not that their theology. It's just incomplete. So how is it incomplete? Let's talk about the incompletion. That's where the crux of the matter is.
1: I mean, I think it's it's only complete when you're able to look at God through every possible perspective. There you go. I, I don't know what that experientially would look like. I don't know. Maybe that's only reserved for, you know, I, I think it's God
0: for everyone. Not yet, I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks that God somehow relates to us in all of our different uh, subjective experiences. So maybe God looks different to you than it does to me because we have a different subjective experience. Mm-hmm. God is God and mm-hmm. God's like, all right, you're you where you're at, so I'm gonna try to relate to you on, at that level. And Matt, you're where you're at, and okay, you're different. You're you're at, you're different than Mike, but I'm gonna try to relate to you in a different way than Mike would relate to me. I don't know; it's just a speculation. That's that's just a guess.
1: Well, it rings true. I yeah. or it, it sounds right. I, know. I mean,
0: it's a it's a weird thing to talk about the fact that any objective truth call it god call it whatever we approach from a subjective vantage yeah. point that's weird <laughs> and that that to me is the whole crux of the thing that it's like this is a paradoxical experience it, it's 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 just a strange experience that no matter what we say objectively we approach from a, a subjective view
2: crazy
1: I think I, I really just realized that maybe just five years ago. Yeah. Like, holy crap, like, literally everything that goes on inside of my head just goes on inside of my own head. Like, mm. my thought process, my yeah. worldview, yeah. how I process the information, like, my biases. Yeah. Um, That's all me. It's all you. Um,
0: <laughs> it's sobering, isn't it?
1: It's sobering. Realizing just how different everybody's perspective probably is, because I don't know, like the way that I approach this podcast, the way that we're talking, the way the way I do those two things, I, uh, it's just a totally different mechanism, and we just kind of yes. we kind of just tend to connect by luck. I don't know I, I had these. <laughs> Well, there's a, there's
0: a certain mechanism that connects us, but at the same time, like, as this is what's crazy. As much as you and I have been talking on the deepest of levels for five years, let's say, we would still approach it subjectively. And it's different. Even you showing up to this podcast is a different experience mm-hmm. than me showing up to this podcast to talk about the same fucking thing.
1: <laughs> and yet, for some reason, I kind of assumed that you are at work with me today, you know thinking the same things about the meetings that I was in and you right. know but no but but no not if even I close if I was
0: really there I might approach a much different one even, even if you go to your spouse not even your best friend like you think like the spouse is the closest relationship I guarantee me and Lindsay experience things and talk about things in a different way and even if we say things like even if I think a joke's gonna land even if I like say some shit to her I don't know how this will land. She's not going to get offended.
1: <laughs> she, she always surprises you? Or, I mean, sometimes. Like I mean, most she... Of, most of the time she'll be like, oh,
0: you said something offensive. I <laughs> think that's funny. Like, I can see where you're coming from. But even sometimes, it's like, there's a disconnect. And there's probably still a disconnect when we talk on the podcast. There's a disconnect when you talk yeah. to your sibling or your parents or your best friend. There's still some sort of disconnect every now and then and it comes down to the fact that we're talking about objective things from a subjective lens. And we can't get, yeah. the, we can't get around the fact that we, can, we can't ever approach it from, a, from an objective lens. Mm-hmm. We can't get around the subjective experience. That's what's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. <laughs> no matter how close we get. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how else, unless you're God, how else to experience life. Than from just one perspective at a time, like.
0: (laughs) But can even God? I mean, when we talk about God, like,
1: can he? Can he experience? Is he able to meld all these different experiences (laughs) into one coherent reality? Even when I talk about God, like, I
0: only (laughs) talk about him from my subjective experience. That's that's the sobering part. Can God experience all these things at the same time? Sure, theoretically. How yeah, that actually works, I have no idea. No can, idea what it looks like. No yeah, exactly.
2: Like.
0: If I can experience yours, your experience of doing this podcast and my experience of doing this podcast at the same time, I would tell you some things. <laughs> they might be some pretty profound things. I can't do that. Can God do that? Maybe. But I don't know what that's like. I only know <laughs> what it's like to to present myself to this experience In relation to you, I don't know what it's like to be you right now. I don't. I'm pretty close. We're pretty close. We fucking... We are as close as two people can be. Yeah. But I still don't know. There's still a disconnect.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not to discount how close you are. It's just, you know, realizing how much you don't know. (laughs) Right. Which, (laughs) Which I think, I mean... Mystery is hopefully always a part of life. I think so. I don't ever want to run out of mystery.
0: I don't, I don't think so. There's a beauty to mystery. Yeah, there's a beauty you can't get and, from anything I, else. I think that's the difference between... I think that's the uh, key to exploring an objective universe subjectively. I think there's a key to a mysterious <laughs> uh, bridge between the two that we cannot transcend. Does that make sense? There's beauty to the fact that there's mystery between those two. I think there's beauty to the fact that your experience this just recording this podcast differently than I am.
1: It is because it's like that's your own personal relationship with God. Right. Um, nobody but you and God, you know, know what your experience is like. No. And ultimately, can you... Take God out of experience. I mean that—that's where, that's where God is uh,
0: experienced. (laughs) I think. I think. Yeah. That (laughs) that that goes to some metaphysical things about God, which is still a concept. Like God is still a concept. When I say God, it's still a concept. This is what we must wrap our mind around. When we say God, it's a concept. (sighs) Mind blown. For for some. E- people, when they say God, they think God equals 100% one to one correspondence. When I say God, I mean the closest I can say about God based on my yeah. experience.
2: Yeah.
1: And then you can maybe try to point to some stuff like, <laughs> yeah, God is like that. Right. If we're there.
0: looking at this almost full moon, I can say, Mike, look at that moon to the three o'clock. 250 of my perspective, that is God. And you say, well, it's more like 303 because you're sitting across the table from me. And it looks like this. And it looks very similar. And so theologically, we might say something similar. But it's still different.
1: I mean, from our angle in the distance, I mean, like, we're basically seeing the same moon. But Essentially. there there is a fraction, you know. There's the a very reaction. left left hand side I see a little bit better than you do I have a little bit more information
0: and I would say I disagree I can see the right side a little better <laughs> and I can say this right side looks X y z well
1: you you would adi- you disagree on what <laughs> what picture you're seeing maybe but you know, I, I understand that you're looking at it from a different perspective. So, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yes, yes. I agree uh, with you that we're seeing different pictures.
0: Yes. But you agree that the, the image you see and the image I see is a concept Art. of what we call the moon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. And we can all paint pictures and we can be pretty accurate of what the moon looks like. But from different angles and different perspectives, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have not a $400 telescope, and the moon looks... If I look at the moon through that right now, and I could find it, I know how to use the telescope, you could look through my telescope and say, wow, the moon is not circular. There's a lot of bumps. Hmm. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, I didn't realize how many bumps there are. Because you can, there's no atmosphere. The asteroids that hit it make a big fucking crater, and it looks bumpy as fuck. And I showed it to my daughter, and I was like, "Does the moon look round?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "Now look in the telescope," and I have it zoomed into so whatever, and but it looks bright as fuck. And she was like, "I was like, is it perfectly round?" She said, "No."
1: <laughs> I don't think not. I've ever seen that. You haven't? Uh, no. Oh, one time we'll have to look through my telescope. Yeah, I got a nice telescope. No, I, I would love to see that.
0: Yeah, it's fucking crazy. If you look at the moon right now, it's like, I'd say 90% full, 95. But if you if you look at, at it through my telescope, you look on the right side of it from 12 to 6, and you say, this shit is bumpy as fuck. Hmm. You can see craters. You can see all that shit. Hmm. And you say, no, it's not round. Of course, it's not round. Oh, bumpy.
1: man. I want to see that. That sounds awesome. I'll bring it next time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's, it's really fun. It's a pain in the ass because you have to make sure the laser is, has batteries and try to line uh, it up. I've lined it up without a battery and I'm like, fuck, it took me like 20 minutes. I was getting frustrated. Uh, really? But I eventually found it. I got it focused and I, I told my wife and my daughter to look at it. I was like, look at this shit. Because I had already seen the moon without without the naked eye, like through a telescope. And I was like, this shit is not round, quote unquote. But you can see all the bumps. You can see all the asteroid hits and the things that leave craters. I was like, look at that.
2: Oh, I'm excited. Like,
0: oh excited. God, it's amazing. And it is amazing. I'm like, It's fucking amazing. But it's different than if you just look at the moon.
1: And that, I mean, it's, you know, little things like that. That's why you have a slightly different concept of what the moon is. Yeah. Not just, you know, the knowledge that, you know, it's it's bumpy but i mean you've actually seen it you have the you have the mental images that i don't have and you know yeah that all plays into your your concept of the moon
2: of the moon so now
0: expand that to god whatever your experience of the world is is going to impact your ability to talk about god and my experience is going to be different and so The million-dollar question is: How do we talk about the same concept when we both recognize we're both pointing at the concept? That's the million-dollar question. That's for the listeners to say: Oh, okay. No matter what I say about God, it's my subjective experience of God. And if I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about it to my wife, my kids, this person I met on social media, this person who does a podcast. We're all yeah. coming at it subjectively. So, how to how do we talk about it with each other? That's the crazy question.
1: Well, it's like oh, an informed faith in in a way. Mm. So you you recognize that you know, as different as we are, there's a lot of overlap. You sure. know, a lot of uh, similarities in sure. how we view God. Yeah. And then the rest, uh, I mean, because I agree with you know our similarities. Like, like I, I, agree with you on so many different levels. I take it on faith that okay, you're you know the things that I don't see. I mean, I, I know your thought process. I know it's pretty logical. So mm. I, I take it on faith that yeah, you're seeing this certain thing clearly, and I can I can take it on faith that that's accurate. Mm. I mean. I still take it on faith that New York exists, <laughs> <You haven't laughs> like s- some place that I've never been. <laughs> yes, there's nothing wrong with taking things on authority.
2: Sure, I mean, sure.
0: There's nothing wrong with seeing things and using a rational mind. The experience has a place, and the rational mind has an ex- has a place. <laughs> I don't know that London experientially exists. I follow a football club that hails from London. Tottenham, God I bless them. Supposed me, it. because they fucking suck so supposedly they always break my heart. <laughs> but I've never seen their stadium. I've never been to a match. I've never been to London. I, I I take it on faith that that place exists. But at the same time, their experience of that existence is different than my experience of that existence. No matter what sure. we say. Yeah. How do we balance the two?
1: That's that's yeah. key. I mean, why are you trying to, to balance it? I mean, because um... I want
0: to experience Tottenham. That's my club.
1: What? What is it? Tottenham. Tottenham.
0: Yeah, they're from London. They never win uh, anything. They're always close.
1: Oh, sorry, fucking, sorry, sorry.
0: They blow their load two minutes too early. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeez, enough said.
0: Enough said. They fucking end up third every year. <laughs> <laughs> and no matter what they're doing. <laughs> I, I I I don't know. There's still something about reserving the right that um some some part of my in informed worldview is gonna be based on something that I have no experience of. Hmm. And there's still something to that. I wanna trust you that when you say this moon looks this way or this worldview looks this way. I want to say, yeah, I, I appreciate your perspective, Mike. I want to take that into consideration, even if I haven't experienced it.
1: And act like it's real.
0: Or, sure. Uh, How do we trust those who say that? Uh, that that's, that's pretty key, too.
1: Well, I mean, if nothing else, you live in a world that could possibly look like what this person is saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Objectively. <laughs> could there be a world where the God who wants to punish you for getting it wrong exists? I you mean? Yeah. No, I mean... (laughs) The penal substitution god, does that exist? Is there a chance that that exists? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not... I'm going to say no, because it's not... I've never experienced anything like that outside of a concept. I've never experienced that in real life. No. I can't point to anything. So, I mean, just by definition definition experientially it doesn't,
0: it doesn't ring true.
1: It doesn't exist. It doesn't ring yeah. true. Yeah.
0: So there has to be a certain percentage with which we get it close. If you say, hey my Ma- hey Matt, the moon's at two thirty and I say, No, it's it's at three fifteen you're like, okay, I could see that and I could say, Oh, how- you could get it wrong at two fifteen. But if you're a Calvinist and you say penal substitution, you say no, the moon's at nine thirty eight. And I'll look over yeah. to my left and be like, hold on. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, moon. Hold, hold up, hold up. Roughly 3 o'clock. I mean, I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a <laughs> fucking, I don't build shit. I don't, this looks like a 90 degree angle or 45, whatever the fuck it is, 90. And if you say it's at my 90 degree left, like. No, there's no fucking way it's at that.
1: Either somebody's a liar or somebody's <laughs> really mistaken. Somebody's like-
0: drunk as fuck. <laughs> I like to drink, but even when I'm drunk, <laughs> if you're winning 30 degrees, <laughs> like 230 to 3, I'm like, that's eh, it's somewhere in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Somebody somebody's on LSD 24 hours <laughs> a day. Some crazy. Stuff. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's not me. It's not, I haven't done this. I, I don't remember taking any LSD.
0: I don't so. remember. <laughs> I had one person this is was funny. <laughs> I had one person who uh Ralph our producer said that he <laughs> he gave us the, the the latest um heretic happy hour. Review, and it. Was... <laughs> oh, no, you seen it on
1: Facebook? No, I no. I haven't been on Facebook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said the the podcast was exceptionally annoying and obnoxious. <laughs> and then in parentheses, he says something like, especially Matt Matthew. <laughs> oh <laughs> well. I'm like, what is this person seeing?
1: Like, I want to know
0: how they experience it. How they, How are they experiencing... Assuming that
1: they're being genuine. <laughs>
0: genuine. They actually listen... We got like 65 episodes. They listen to at least a third of them. Jesus. <laughs> how are they experiencing the obnoxiousness and... Obnoxious and I think it was offensive.
1: Well, if... That was, I think, If he singled you out, like...
0: No, he did in parentheses, especially Matthew.
1: <laughs> so, he must not like swearing. No, maybe He's not. He's probably uh, <laughs> evangelical Christian. That I'm, gu-
0: I'm guessing. Blanket. I don't know. I wonder how people who experience that from a different 180 degree difference experience fuck <gasps> <laughs> or cunt.
2: <laughs> like I yeah. say, it doesn't... It doesn't... I don't know. It's not
1: like it slaps you across the face or no, anything. It's no. not like a gut punch. No. Not at all. <laughs> it, it just, you just kind of hear it and that's it? I Yeah. Yeah, same here. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know. It's, it's inter- interesting to know that people are experiencing things in such a different way. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of the whole thing of like, ju- don't judge. Like, would I have experienced this podcast 15 years ago different? Yeah, probably in some way different.
1: I would label it as taboo.
0: Yeah, that's a little... It's not my thing. And then i come back ten years later and be like, Oh, this is some cool shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so give us some time. You'll like us. <laughs> is that is that the, uh, the takeaway?
1: Yeah, just give us some time.
0: Just give us some time. <laughs> what we're saying is not... It's only offensive because you have a concept of what is offensive.
1: And if you're offended, you're probably not drinking anything. So maybe just
0: drink
2: more.
1: I like rum and coke personally. <laughs> <laughs> I do too.
2: <laughs>
1: Life is a
0: whole lot easier when you're not. It's a whole lot easier when you're not sober. Maybe you're too sober.
1: I'm not recommending or saying anything with that. It's just an observation. It's
0: just an observation. Just fucking around. I think you can enjoy us when you're sober. It just depends on the perspective. This is the whole thing. When you're offended by something, you're offended because of your perspective. And that doesn't give Mm -hmm. us license to just say whatever the fuck we want. But to some degree, you're offended because of your perspective. I wow. was, a, I would be offended mm-hmm. by our podcast 20 years ago based on my perspective. Then I'd be like, Oh, this is you in 20 years.
1: What were you really? Not do you think you really would have were offended or you felt like you should?
0: I felt like I should be like you should be. Yeah. Maybe religion comes into yeah. it. Maybe purity codes come, come into it. I, I, I don't know. How can I distinguish between my 18 year old self and now? Twenty year, nineteen years later at thirty seven.
1: They're the same uh, I don't know. Karmic process. I don't I mean, know. You wouldn't be where you are today if it weren't for your fifteen year old self.
0: True. But at the same time, my fifteen year old self would not be able to understand where I'm at now.
1: No, I mean I, yeah, that's just how those two positions work. But
0: yeah. yeah. Very sobering.
1: I don't know about you,
0: but very sobering. The shit I thought or believed or did when I was 20 years ago (laughs) is very sobering. I would not do that or think that or believe that.
1: How big of a change in such a short amount of time? Uh, Like, I mean, 10 (laughs) years doesn't... Cosmically,
0: it's not that much. Is it? The time? 20 years?
1: No, right. I mean, obviously, no. Cosmically, no. No,
0: No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it seems like a lot does not it? even close to a lot not even close but you'd still look at yourself like if I believe this in 20 years and I said this shit on some show that people actually listen to depending on the show like hundreds or thousands of people listen to and they said this shit I'd be like oh
2: my god
0: I'm so embarrassed but now I'd be like I'm embarrassed by the fact that you're embarrassed yeah. <laughs> it's such a different perspective.
1: And I feel so sorry for you. Wow. <laughs> Life must be really stressful. It was. Stressful. Having to worry about all that stuff,
0: wasn't it? Think about your 19-year-old self. How stressful. It's how like, much how much were you stressed about that you're not stressed about now?
1: How much? much? I what mean percentage. Well, I mean back then I thought there was a chance that I could go to hell. So oh, That's big. That that took up a large part of my psyche. Fifty, at least. Oh, at least. I, no, I, I think it kind of ruined everything in a way. Like it seeped into every part of my life. I saw things through the opposite of mm. rose tinted glasses. Totally. I was. I mean, just chronically afraid. And mm. I don't. That that kind of seems like strong language, but I mean, chronically afraid on some level. Yeah, like I wasn't shaking in my boots, but
0: right—it's the difference between the front burner and the back burner. If you have a, if you have yeah. a gas burner, and you like the front burner has a huge burner, and you cook something real quick, mm-hmm. versus the back burner, which you yeah. cook some sauce or something,
1: or the postal worker and yeah. um, the other guy,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's different, yeah. but it's never not on your mind mm-hmm.
1: in some way. Uh, in uh, some way. Uh, like yeast in the bread, it affects everything.
0: Totally. That's that's definitely true. That is definitely true. Which is sobering. It's sobering to look at my own life and think, oh, I used to think this. Oh my God, I'm so different. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: I think that was the biggest thing though. And then, like, I think m- maybe like 10 years ago till now, it's kind of, it hasn't really been rejecting anything. It's just been, you know, refining how I look at the world. Totally. Like, I, I, I realize that I'm really not living in the moment most of the time, and that's kind mm. of a problem. Mm. I'm sure, I mean, if I was always living in the moment, I wouldn't have probably this anxiety.
0: Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Is the key to life realizing that everything is a process? Everything you know is a process.
1: Well, I think, yeah, I'm just kind of assuming that, you know, part of being an eternal being is in some way never being settled, like you're always in process. And if, yeah. I mean, eventually you have to become okay with that. Sometimes that seems exhausting, like I want to come to some sort of ultimate resting place <clears throat> for everything. Yeah. But maybe that just means that I need to take a nap and I'll feel okay when I wake up. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, maybe I mean, you're tired and you're creating these, you know, exhausting thoughts, yeah, you because know? thinking is always exhausting when you're tired. I think there's a rest
0: to realizing that no matter what you're thinking, it's never going to be what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I found peace in that in realizing that no matter what I say it's not what is. It's what I say it is. And yeah, I can feel confident about what I say. But I'm confident in the fact that I can't be right. And that's okay. That's okay. Is, Is that a theological thing where you say that there's a portion of what we say that is gracious? Meaning... Meaning you can't say exactly what God is, or what love is, or what mercy is. One hundred percent. I'm okay with that.
1: Well, well, um, well. <laughs> what are you trying to do? I mean, you you're trying to live your life, you know, in a place that doesn't have to deal with concepts. Like you want to eventually experience love directly, right? And who cares what your concept of love is, I mean, right?
0: And I'm okay with the fact that it's wrong,
1: right? Because that yeah, that just you're... by definition.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. That's a hard place for people to get to. I think. I think it's a hard place for anyone who's who believes in God to get to a place from where, where they say what you're saying. I hear you, but I'm agnostic. <laughs> Agnosticism, I think, is a place that's hard for people to get to. And whereas for me, I'm to a place where. I like to rest in some sort of agnosticism,
1: I think and most people complex. would be okay with that agnosticism if you talked about what you mean by it, sure like i uh, you're you're thinking that like I've never settled in my definitions, but no, like for me, I'm thinking more about the mystery and how beautiful mystery is, yeah, and part of that's part of the definition of being an agnostic, right I mean, just not knowing,
2: yeah.
0: I'm cool in the fact that my definitions can only take me so far. And in the in the interim between my, the end of my definitions and what is, is agnosticism. And I'm cool with that.
1: Well, it's, uh, part of that is realizing that you, <laughs> whether you agree with it or not, this is what's happening. Right. That's how life is. Concepts, you know, as they exist, they can only take you so far. Yeah. That's just what it means to live in this kind of reality.
0: Yeah. That's where I think there's the disconnect. Yeah, the reality has such a um, to put it in the way you would put it, it uh-huh. is a high stakes game. Uh-huh. And if it's if yeah. it's not a high stakes game, then you're okay with it. If it is a high stakes yeah. game,
1: yeah, you're no, not okay. We're saying that's an uh, important addition it, right there. It is a caveat.
0: Yeah, and I'm just no longer okay with the fact that it has to be a high-stakes game. And in fact, if you look at it rationally, it, it's not a high-stakes game. It really isn't. You made up some crazy-ass consequences.
2: <laughs> you know That's me.
1: different from saying that there's no consequences right. to your actions. I right. mean, what you do does matter, right? but it doesn't matter quite in the same way that you think it does. Like, sure. I mean, for what you're never in danger of losing your soul, like.
0: (laughs) I don't think so. That seems absurd.
1: And once you, I mean, once that, once you realize that, I mean, you feel better about taking chances because if you fail, well, I mean, whatever.
2: Well, it's not.
1: It kind of sucks, but it's not the biggest deal ever.
0: There's grace for that, right? If grace is a thing, like God should be gracious enough to realize that we're going to fuck up theologically. Some things I'm going to say are going to be theologically incorrect. And I'm okay with that. I think on the flip side, I hope God would be okay with that, if grace is a thing. If things come down to my theological doctrines or things I affirm, that that Mm -hmm. just seems absurd to me.
1: Well, everything... You know, that I've experienced in life that I would label as quote-unquote God. Yeah. They've never given me any indication that God's character was like that. Right. It's always, I mean, you can never obviously point to grace in nature, or it's hard to point at it. Mm. Not to say you can't, but, well, I guess I would have to take that back because maybe not i can't point to one specific thing but i do get just the fact of existing is some sort of ultimate kind of grace mm. there's no reason why i have to exist but you do but you do you didn't deserve to
2: but
0: right but you do yeah um yeah that's
1: that's weird so given all that sorry given all that information it, it would just seem odd if if god were vengeful in that kind of way Yeah,
0: To let you exist so he can be vengeful That doesn't make sense to me I do still struggle with the fact That why do we exist When we don't have to (laughs) I don't conclude So God can be vengeful That seems absurd I mean Maybe there's a learning process Or a learning curve or something But I never take it So far as to Say that Oh, we exist so that God could pour out our wrath on us. Like, I haven't experienced that. I'm a father. I haven't poured out my wrath upon my daughter and felt like, oh, I feel better now. <laughs> you know, all I mean, is right with the world. All is right. How are you like,
2: doing there, Elise? <laughs>
1: how are you doing?
0: I I whooped your ass <laughs> psychologically or physically, and I feel better now. No, I no, that doesn't register. Mm-hmm.
1: There's, I hope not. There's, there's, I really no,
0: hope not. <laughs> no, I'd be an asshole. I'd fuck all that noise. Uh, I still do struggle with the fact that why do we exist when we don't have to? Man, there's something to learn. I get that. That's where I say, well, there's. I I feel like there's something to learn.
1: But I mean, like, like to what end? I mean, I don't know. What does it matter if I know anything? Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I guess ultimate. I guess I'm trying to push the conversation towards the just the self-evident good of existing. Like it's easy for me to decide, you know, whether or not I enjoy dirt biking because it's just it's so obvious mm-hmm. like well, why do you ex- why do you enjoy? I'm saying thank you. So oh, so I'm saying you sh- made the goal as humans is to get to a point where it's obvious why something would exist. Maybe. I mean, you, it doesn't have to exist, but it's obvious that it's good that it, it exists. Yeah. Right?
2: Is
0: it good for this mundane, quote-unquote, conversation to exist?
2: Or
1: well, yeah, maybe? I mean, I, maybe? I, I don't think you should conflate, like, it's really obvious when something that's ex- exciting, it's really easy to say that that's good, but something that is just um, exists more subtly. Mm. I really want to get to a point where, where? I, where I, I I sense that something is good, but I don't have to be jacked like on like, like oh, where yeah. I would say, I no, I'm not jacked on life, but I'm at peace and I feel that. And I like it, and
0: so this, I'm glad that this normal Tuesday exists.
1: Yeah, it's not. You're not super excited about it, yeah. but that's tough. But you're at peace with it, that's and tough. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: hard to. Um,
1: I mean, I'm that sad. very easily slips into boredom. I mean, that's the problem with it. But right. or or apathy,
0: where you're like, oh, this shit is going on in the world. This shit's going on in the world. It's terrible, but I'm content right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> I almost feel selfish, like <clears throat>
2: yeah my my problems. relationship
0: with my wife is going yeah. great, my daughter's doing good, and then some crazy shits going on in the world, and I feel good yeah. well, fuck <laughs> am I apathetic now or am should I just, feel guilty should that I feel guilty that I'm apathetic? you know what I mean like I should be more enraged that this should happen today on a Tuesday. Yeah.
1: no, I'm December saying whatever. I think we're saying that life as such is good not that this yeah. specific life is sure. good and that might be part of this all might be part of the fall i mean we have to we have to take care of this stuff right now in order to get to a point where you know you worry about the deeper issues the deeper spiritual issues that we that totally. you talked about before
0: i liked um i took my daughter she doesn't like disney movies but she we watched frozen 2 and uh-huh. they said Uh, This is my paraphrase of what one of the characters said. Oh, I
2: saw
1: it. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. They said essentially like, there's no hope, but do what's right right now. I think Uh Anna or Anna thought that her sister Elsa was dead. She said, just, just take a step in what is right now and don't think about the fact that there's no hope or there's all this stuff in the future. Huh. Like, do it right now, uh-huh. and that's it. Uh-huh. That's it, literally. And I Man. I saw that, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. My daughter hasn't been in the Disney princess in, like, five years or four years. But I was like, oh, I like that line. Do it yeah. right now. It's almost what uh, fucking Gandalf says. Like, it's, it's, yeah. No one chooses to be in this situation, but just do it right now. Yeah. And
1: do it. The only thing you have to... Worry about Frodo Baggins <laughs> <laughs> is what to do with the time that you have. You yeah. have. yeah, poorly quoted, but yeah, there's
0: a couple. There's <laughs> a couple instances where he says something like yeah. that, and it's basically like just worry about the moment you have now, do what's right, and don't worry about the
1: implications.
0: Do what's right, you're
1: good, and just do that throughout all of life. Just do that in every
0: single moment that you have.
1: And you'll probably be okay.
2: Yep,
0: you'll be okay. The world will be okay eventually. Like Eventually everything will be okay. But just do what's right now. That's the that's takeaway. No matter what your concepts are, do what's right now. Do what's good, mm-hmm. do what's loving, do what's beautiful, do what's true. And if you have a concept that otherwise... Don't grasp that concept and do what's. If right you have,
1: if you moment. have a concept that doesn't ring true in the present moment, yes, trust the present moment. There you go, and not your concept. There
0: you go. Amen. Hallelujah. Preach, brother. Preach. There you go. There you go. So that's the takeaway, and uh, we're so glad you listened to this this episode. And mm-hmm. um, we'll find something else to talk about on the next episode. And we some. yeah some. We always do. So we're going to chill, kick back for a little bit. And uh, we thank you for listening. Love you all. Do what's right, no matter in the instance you're at. Mm-hmm. If you've got depression, anxiety, all that shit, OCD, do what's right in the moment and fucking.
1: Meditation helps. Yes. A whole lot of stuff.
0: Yes. Let that play out. So love you all. Peace and love.
2: Don't okay. be a
1: dick.
0: Don't be a dick. If you're
2: a dick, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh shit. I can't find it. Oh
0: shit. I turned my mouse off.
2: Oh. Fuck. Accident. Accident. Yeah. Sorry. Right. I still can't find it.